I'm asking all of my listeners, my proud supporters of our courageous men and women in blue to join me and express your unwavering appreciation for law enforcement. Pin Blue Line USA has stylish apparel, great accessories that make a statement and flags that fly with pride. They've got everything you need to show your support for law enforcement. Go to PinBlueLineUSA.com and shop a wide selection of products to show up your patriotism. Use code SID and get 15% off. Stand with me, Sid, and stand with WABC as we honor those who protect and serve. ThinBlueLineUSA.com. Once again, use the code word SID. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. I have no plans to testify, uh, but people can be confident. We'll, uh, we'll obey the law. We'll respond to the call of the law if it comes, and and we'll just tell the truth. We've stood firmly for the rule of law. Nicely done. We just talked about Michael J. Fox on that Chain Pauly CBS show yesterday, and Lou tells me he's on this song with Joan Jack, and only Lou would know that, so... Nice job, Lewis. Nicely done. I think it's a Springsteen song, too, Light of Day. He probably did write it. He writes everything. That was Mike Pence who's a backstabbing piece of garbage as far as I'm concerned. I don't want to hear good man. He was plucked from nowhere. And I've met Mike here at the offices. He was very, very nice. He actually interviewed Mike. We took pictures together, but he's got no loyalty. He didn't like gays anyway, so screw him. My next guest is the editor of the National Review, Politico. His stuff is in the New York Post, NBC, does it all. He's a great Monday morning guest, and he's coming on before a run of great guests now, uh, starting with Lee Zeldin into Alina Haba, Dr. Mark Siegel, and Roger Stone. It's my guy, Rich Lowry. Rich, good Monday morning, buddy. How are you? Good. How's it going? I'm, I'm glad to hear you guys talking uh, about Michael J. Fox. I once wrote a piece. Remember George Magazine? Yes, that JFK was uh, JFK Jr.'s magazine. Yeah, hottest thing for a while. They asked yeah. me to write a piece on, on the influence that Alex P. Keaton had on me <laughs> as a young Republican. That's funny. Uh, and, which he really did. I was like, I want to be like that guy. And um, uh, he, uh, Fox read it and wrote me a nice note. So no I've always had fond feelings of him ever since. That was, uh, as I pointed out, JFK Jr.'s magazine. It was a big, big deal. And, uh, yes, uh, we all love Michael J. Fox. I'd love to see that. If you find that column, get that to me, will you? Yeah, it's probably pre-internet. I gotta, I gotta um, poke around and see whether it's still available somewhere. All right. So you heard how I described Mike Pence there, and people will argue, "Oh, Sid, stop! You're so far up Trump's ass. You can check for polyps. He's a good American. He's doing what's right. You know, he believes it wasn't rigged, and blah blah blah." But I don't know, man. I mean, at some point, show a little loyalty, pluck from in, uh, from really from nowhere, obscurity into the vice president's job. I mean, you would think he would calm down just a little, no? God. I'm way in a different place on this one. Um, I mean, he was totally loyal. I mean, he, remember the whole thing for four years, his big shoulder leadership, you know, from Donald Trump. I mean, he didn't show it, uh, an ounce of separation ever. And then he was asked to do this thing he just couldn't do on January 6th. He, he didn't do it, and then he's he's tried to – you know, kind of uh, duck and cover. I mean, he, he's been clear. He thinks he thinks he did what he what he had to do, and now you know the indictment just makes it makes it impossible to maintain that position. So he's he's now over kind of Chris Christie territory, and and Trump's putting him over in Marco Rubio territory, calling him a little. And 
unless something, you know, thermonuclear changes in this race, Pence is in a, in a real bad spot, obviously, politically. Well, he can't win anyway. I mean, he's still, uh, you know, he's so pro-choice, it's ridiculous. That doesn't work in this country right. anymore. We know that. He's just, he, he, he's, he's never had a chance of winning this race. It's not even about that. So you don't think that he's shown e- even a little disloyal? I mean, I understand that Trump put the screws to him, and he didn't do it. But, you know, yeah. he, he, he just seems like at this point he's going out of his way to really be a troublemaker. That's my opinion. Well, I mean, he, he Trump Trump asked him to do like a real bad thing. I mean, to violate his duty. There's there's no no way the founders ever intended for anyone to have have a button they can push and just overturn the results of, of an election. So Pence was right about that. And you know, the, the thing is about loyalty. You know, it is supposed to, to work both ways. And um, when when you just say, um, you know, I guess Trump was was relatively mild on Pence until this point. But it's, it's not as though Trump is like, oh, well, he, he was he was great for four years, so I'm, I'm not going to blast him in the harshest terms possible. And, and this is the way it ends, unfortunately, with just too many of his high-level yeah. people. And I and I fear, you know, as we as we talked before, I think he has a pretty good chance of winning the presidency again. I fear this this is what we'll see again. Well, I don't believe this indictment has any teeth to it, zero. I know the document thing, uh, I guess, has some to it, but the first indictment and this third indictment and the fourth indictment coming up to me have nothing. But Bill O'Reilly has made the point more than once on this show that uh, the one that can hurt Trump in this indictment is, in fact, Mike Pence, and he is named in this indictment, and uh, he may or may not testify. We don't know. I don't agree with Bill. I don't because clearly now Mike Pence has uh, gone sideways. Do you agree that Mike Pence could be uh, that uh, that dangerous to Donald Trump in this indictment? Well, I agree with you on the legal merits. This is much more over on the, the Alvin Bragg part of the spectrum than the documents case. And just on, on fraud alone, this is something haven't, people haven't picked up that much. You know, the, the main charge is defrauding the United States. And this comes at a time when the Supreme Court for decades, really since 1987, has been repeatedly telling the government you can't have this, this extremely broad, ambiguous definition of fraud. Fraud is when you steal someone's property or you steal someone's money. There, there was even only two cases this term, like in May, saying the same thing. And here's Jack Smith saying, no, fraud is like this, this sweeping, broad uh, concepts such as that you if you uh, you know lobby against an election result you don't like you've you've defrauded people and I just don't see how that's possibly even if he gets a conviction at trial even if it holds up on appeals when this thing eventually gets to the Supreme Court he doesn't lose on that and maybe lose nine to nothing these have been you know big uh, uh, big margins in these decisions would Pence hurt him. I think just the, the subject matter is not great for Trump, and just having an intense focus on it is not great for Trump. I don't know whether Pence is, is – he has to particularly fear him or, or not. Um, but you know, s- sitting for weeks, having to go over this, maybe during the 2024 campaign would, would not be great. But, but Trump's right. You know, So far, it's like, as he said over the weekend, give me another indictment, and I've locked up the nomination. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know the DOJ is trying to impose a protective order because Trump came out this weekend really talking to Jack Smith and said, you know, if you basically screw me, I'm going to get you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get you. And uh, they don't want that out there. They're not sure what he's going to do next. And he seems to be so angry he doesn't care. What do you think about them trying to impose this protective order by 5 o'clock today? I mean, another screwy aspect of this. So let's go back to Pence. So is is Trump intimidating a witness, as some people said on Twitter, by by blasting Mike Pence, a guy who's running against him in a a nominating 
battle. Right. So, so the judge should should he stop him from saying that? It's crazy. I think it's completely crazy. It's part of the the free and open uh, debate. And Trump, you know, I'm sure his his lawyer was all over the uh, Sunday shows, and I'm sure like all all the lawyers like, sir, please don't say this. He's never going to stop saying these things, right? His, his <laughs> never, attitude is never. You want to put me in jail for like right. decades for the rest of my life? I'm not going to be nice to you. I, I'm going to say mean things about you on right. social, on Truth Social and say what I think's right and, and make it really uncomfortable for you too and see how you like it. I mean, I've had his attorneys say to me, and I'm not going to mention any names, that Trump is a tough client because forgetting about a guy like Mike Pence who he's running against, when he, uh, he'll kill the judge, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. the judge is going to make a decision, and it's like, hey, Donnie, be quiet. We need this guy to be yeah. on our side. He doesn't care. Yeah, he doesn't care. And, again, we've talked about this a little bit. This is, uh, this is why there's a New York Times poll that had him way ahead. And on attributes, you know, DeSantis is a distant second, but on attributes where Trump is killing DeSantis, strong leader, and it's because of this stuff, he'll just say and, and does – he makes his own rules, you know, which is the definition of strength, and fun. You know? So usually you get someone who's like a really strong leader, and he's boring, right? right. Or, or you get someone who's entertaining, and there's no way he can, he can be a leader. Trump's got both those attributes. Yeah, he does. And that's uh, one reason he's winning so big at the moment. Well, you sent me these uh, two stories from National Review. Folks, check it out, nationalreview.com. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GoboLaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident. The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. One is, what are you, both sides of the spectrum? Jack Smith is a fanatic. And the other, an opinion piece, the rally around Trump effect Trump is all over Jack Smith. I haven't heard anybody who's pro-Trump say anything nice about Jack Smith, kind of like the judge in the D.C. case. What are your thoughts, and what does this article say about Jack Smith? Well, uh, Jack Smith, so you, you, you want to nail Trump, okay? We'll take that as a given. You got the documents thing, which I think legally is, is pretty cut and dry. So you do that, fine. But now you're going to layer on this incredibly explosive case with a law? maybe, probably, isn't there. How does that make any sense? How does like a by-the-books prosecutor do that unless he has a political agenda? And I think he's a you know, he's clearly a hater. He's a Liz Cheney-style hater. I don't know whether he's a Democrat. I don't know whether he's a progressive. That doesn't matter so much. But he's he could be have a seat on the January 6th committee, and he made that clear <laughs> in his uh, statement, you know, last week, which this case is not about the riot. But he talks about the riot, you know. So he clearly has that motivation. And the other piece that actually – correction – is in the New York Times, of all things. And, you know, just, just um, tr- trying to suss out why people rally around Trump. And, I mean, a big reason is when you do the Russia thing for, like, years, and Trump says this is – 
totally unfair uh, and wrong, and he turns out to be right, you're not going to believe any subsequent investigations <laughs> right. and prosecutions of him are on the up and up. That's a right. totally understandable reflex. Wow. How about that? New York Times, which Lowry National Review. So I mentioned the fact I saw you mentioned it, Michael J. Fox, on that Jane Pauly CBS show yesterday. Right before they interviewed Fox, one of their people interviewed Chris Christie. And uh, Christie is on State of the Union. Christie is on with George Stephanopoulos. Mm -hmm. He's everywhere. And I understand he was a president candidate before. I know he was a governor of New Jersey. He's not even polling at 2%. Mm -hmm. It is clear he's in this race for as long as he can just to mangle Donald Trump. Why are all these media outlets paying attention to somebody who's not even polling at 2%? Well, they want to mangle Donald Trump too, right? So he he uh, it's a message that they like. Uh, plus, I mean, uh, in fairness, he's a good interview. And in New Hampshire, uh, you know, he's he's ticked up, I think, in the low double digits in some some polls. So some some chance he makes an impact there. But it's a little bit like uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. He'll just do anything. He'll he'll talk to anyone. And uh, there's kind of a freedom in that. You know, he's he's having fun, even even if you hate what he says. Yeah, but at least Vivek, who was on right before me on Lawrence Jones Saturday, he's polling up to like 9%. I mean, it's not yeah, great it's not- when, when Trump's at 60, but this guy Christie's at one8 yeah, no, it's it's true. Uh, but I was going to say, you know, bo- both of those guys, I think, have the the right approach for their purposes, Christie and Vivek, whereas DeSantis has been hiding, and now finally is is actually doing more interviews. He had a interview with someone at the NBC today, but um, th- that's one mistake DeSantis has made. It's like I'm just going to stay in the the conservative media cocoon and screw yeah. these legacy reporters. Who actually ends up screwing yourself. I had this uh, Democrat councilman on on Friday, which his name is Justin Brannon. He's actually in charge of all the money. He's a very powerful guy out of Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, number two. And I asked him about Trump, and uh, he couldn't find his ass from his elbow with this story. You know, I said, what do you think about Trump? Well, he's, you know, clearly he did something. I go, what do you do? And he had no answer. And he said, well, it seems. I go, what do you mean it seems? What did he do? Mm-hmm. Well, he said, I said, well, let me ask you this. When Stacey Abrams claimed her election in Georgia was rigged. Why was that okay when Hillary Clinton in 2016 claimed she lost to Trump because it was rigged? Where were you guys then? Why is it okay for mm-hmm. Stacey Abrams and Clinton? He goes, well, I go, I'll tell you why. Because you're Democrats. But the truth is, this latest indictment against Donald Trump, Democrats, Democrats, big-name Democrats, have been doing this for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not just that. If we're going to have this... this uh um, sweeping definition of, of fraud and defrauding the United States. Why didn't Joe Biden defraud the United States when on zero constitutional authority, he creates a, a massive student loan forgiveness program that's going to cost right. the government, you know, billions and billions of dollars, the that's right. of financial harm. And he didn't, he wasn't sincere. He didn't believe he had that authority. He repeatedly said he, he didn't, or his, his people and his allies did. And then they just came up with it for political reasons. So should, should it just be, not be the Supreme Court slaps that down? Should it be now uh, a prosecutor? Should should try to send him to jail for the rest of his life as an eighty year old man. Be nice. <laughs> F him. Now now, now I'm making a, a yeah, Smith please, case. Please. you over, Sid. Yeah, there's, there's my morning Viagra. Thank you, Rich. I, I will tell you this: the more people I speak to, and there were two or three last week, including O'Reilly, and how much I love and respect him, they really don't think Joe Biden is going to be the candidate in twenty four. I mean, I do, unless he dies, because they ain't going to get him. I know Comer's trying and. And uh, McCarthy's trying and Mason, Jordan, but they ain't going to get him. There's no, they're not going to pull this guy. Good morning, John. So I think he will be the candidate. What do you think? 
He'll be the candidate unless the, the health makes it totally unsustainable. I mean, it looks to me to be unsustainable now. I, I don't think a, uh, a rational party would put him up again because if we talked, you know, he could have a terrible fall in October 2024. There's no, going to be no substituting another candidate at that point, and you could have the president of the United States in a rehab facility. And that's not going to play well, but they've convinced them, themselves that he's the only one who can beat Trump, where I think it's a little bit more like um, – uh, he he he's he he couldn't beat anyone else except for maybe Trump, you know. And he needs to tr- Trump because you know Trump's old too, and Trump's had ethical problems too, and Trump's uh, unpopular too. Uh, but otherwise, I think any other Republican, he'd just be uh, Biden would be getting killed. He would. Hey, listen, which is always not a good job, a great job. Love having you on every Monday morning. We'll do it again next right, week. Thank you so much. My man, the editor of the National Review, Politico, NBC. His stuff syndicated often right here in the New York Post. He's the man, Rich Lowry. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.